The following is a production of Different Brains. Visit us at differentbrains.org. Hi, I'm Dr. Hacky Reitman. Welcome to another episode of Exploring Different Brains. And today we're so lucky to have coming to us all the way from Washington State, William Manzanares of the Puyallup tribe out there. And this guy is an entrepreneur and a million other things. William, welcome to Different Brains. I'm glad to be here. Thank you for having me. All right, now why don't you introduce yourself properly and with the correct pronunciations of everything because my brain is not pronouncing things appropriately. Um, my name is William Manzanares. Uh, like you said, I'm a serial entrepreneur with a bunch of other titles and now with being author from uh, the Puyallup tribe of Indians in Washington state. Now, you didn't mention that the way all of our brains are different and my brain is having its challenges today. I don't know how I'd be labeled. I got expelled in the first grade, the 10th grade. I struggle with this and that. How would you label your brain? I would label it as the mindset now is dyslexic and just it's wired a little different than the rest of the population. Tell us about your fascination with business, how it began. Oh, it began when I was a little kid. I used to, my mom told the story on one of the businesses, a grand opening. She was telling all the employees how I used to talk my little sister out of her Halloween candy and sell it back to her in November. Um, I would just be doing stores in my room and just enjoyed anything to do with business. Now, so I'm not going to ask you for any family friendly rates on anything, because look what you did to your sister with that Halloween candy. That was, that was good. Um, what kind of businesses have you gone on to establish? I've had a string of a chain of uh, tobacco retail stores, convenience stores. I had a bar and grill at one point, uh, started a health food store. There's a whole story behind that. And then uh, invested in a publication, started that from the ground up. Did a f uh, There's a few other things, some things I don't want to name because they were failures, but. Hey, you can't have the successes without the failures. Exactly. They used to say in boxing, you judge a champion by what he does when he gets off the canvas. Um, so you've had a lot of different things. Tell us um, your attitude and how dyslexia has played into everything you do. Well, trying to find answers, I became more of an avid reader about five years ago, uh, digesting audiobook after audiobook. And I was doing some research on the topic and I started finding more answers to what I always saw as my own little workarounds. And so dyslexia to me has been my secret weapon in all my business. I'm able to see things that others can't or won't or won't be able to. I, I just don't know how to explain it to those who don't have that way of thinking is I can see around corners. I can see things before they happen. Uh, it gives me a really good gauge to talk to people and kind of feel their, uh, I've heard it as energy, but I guess empathy, I can feel other people's positions of where they're at in, if I'm working with them, I can see things from their perspectives. 
Um, I believe that's a great, uh, a great advantage in business. Now, uh, give our audience to see, because what we're about here is positive tools that can help. Like the book I wrote is Asper Tools for Asperger's and Autism. Tell us some of the tools that those of us who might have trouble reading in the audience uh, or dyslexia or whatever we call it, what are some of the tools that have helped you along the way, your workarounds? Uh, for, well, first of all, if you have in the business world, if you have to write any email, I 100% use Grammarly with the Google Chrome add-on. It, uh, it helps suggest words and it corrects, auto-corrects. It's way better than if you're at my age, you'll remember spell checks when they first came out. They didn't really work. Uh, I use Grammarly on a daily basis. Uh, when it comes to reading, I use uh, audi Audible and audiobooks. I think if you haven't ever tried an audiobook, you have to try it if you're dyslexic. There is some traits with dyslexia. Not everyone has this, but if some, some, of your, uh, some of your listeners do, try listening to an audiobook on a higher speed. I'm able to personally digest books at three and a half times the speed of what anyone else that doesn't have it can't uh, listen at that speed. I believe that's a, an amazing workaround or advantage. And then uh, dictation software and using your phone and just talking in your phone has been, uh, as technology's advanced, I, I'm seeing it not as a problem as I would have when I was in grade school. Wow, very interesting. Uh, we interviewed a professional author, Lisa Wood Shapiro, who uh, confessed that uh, Grammarly has just saved her, just a big advocate of it. I've been afraid to try it myself, and uh, I don't know, I'm not sure why. I think I'm afraid of all the data, them having access to it, but I don't know how it works. Uh, I mean, I use my, when I use my Gmail, I use it. I don't use it for every... I mean, th there was a step. I was in a, a, a gig once where I had to use Microsoft and then I copied and pasted back to Grammarly because I was such a crutch of using Gmail. I, I would recommend anyone just trying it. You can always get rid of it. But once you've tried it, I, I don't see a world without it. Well, I'm going to give it a try. As soon as we get off this interview, I'm going to give it a shot. Um, Tell us the state of neurodiversity or different brains within your tribe. When you come, and I can speak more broadly than individuals in my tribe, when you come from historical trauma, as if anyone doesn't understand the story of uh, how the United States government over time would take tribes land away and then move them around, uh, it messed with the whole family dynamic. And I would say there's a group of people who have historical trauma. And I believe that has the root cause of any other issue that if you think of uh, a Native American and you hear something negative, I would say that would be any of the issues would be based on that. So when I say different brains, I say it that from the, the, the first side, but then from every other side, you have so many people from different walks of life coming together as one with a united uh, purpose of culture and uh, maintaining uh, our sovereignty. Um, what about the, uh, the tools they'll give someone, like uh, uh, say someone with dyslexia or someone who's autistic or someone who's, uh, I consider alcoholism a neurodiversity, you know? Yeah. Um, 
is the approach any different um, within the tribe than it is uh, generically? The approach that I would say that I appreciate the most with tribes is it's more of a individual focus because throughout the tribe, there's a lot of connections and a lot of people are related. So it could be a distant cousin. So you feel more compassion to want to help them than if it was just an average citizen in the United States where you don't know them. So you see your brother, your sister, your cousin, uh, and you can call it a brother by any family member means, but you can see them in pain. So there are more micro uh, programs that help with those issues. Uh, the tribe invests heavily in the mental health. Uh, they have mental health. They have health. They have uh, substance abuse. They have treatments. They they provide that to help with that. Now, does your tribe have casinos out there? Yes. Okay. All right. Great. Um, what advice would you have for our audience who are thinking of becoming serial entrepreneurs? You know, when I was younger, I used to think anyone could be an entrepreneur. I, my first advice is don't be afraid to fail. If you're scared to fail before you started, then you're not in the right mind frame. Be, it's okay to fail. You're going to fail at some things. You're not going to be perfect. I would say just get out there and do it. Just get out there and do it. Yeah. It's like we tell a writer, just write. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Uh, in surgery, we would say, uh, see one, do one, teach one, but you're not gonna, you're not gonna learn surgery just reading about it. You got to do it. And I think it's the same thing in business. Um, what's the biggest single thing you think might be a misconception about dyslexia from your point of view? There's the biggest single thing. I have to pause for a second because I've seen so many. I believe the biggest single thing is that you see words backwards. That's not, that's, there's a stigma that it's people should know they have dyslexia because you see words backwards. But, um, what are some of the other things you think are misconceptions? That you're stupid or that you, you can't read. It's not, it's not even a perspective of reading or phonetic reading or any aspect of dyslexia is one trait that can go bad uh, in school where you, you might be dyslexic. But I've seen people who say people can't read are 100%. They just think it's uh, synonymous with dyslexia, which is that's a big misconception. Yeah, I remember when I interviewed Matthew Schneps as a professor at MIT and Harvard, I started introducing him and he interrupted me. And he said, uh, Hacky, thanks for the nice interruption, but I want to straighten you out on something. I said, what is it? He said, you said I'm doing all these things despite my dyslexia, and I'm telling you I'm doing it precisely because of my dyslexia. And as you pointed out in the beginning of the interview, you see things a different way in many instances, sometimes better than your average bear. Uh, could you expound on some of the... Uh, some of the ways it's helped you? So when you listen to traits that uh, I would ask your readers to read if they're dyslexic or think someone in their life's dyslexic, the dyslexic advantage or the gift of dyslexia, and there's a few others that will pop up if you start reading those books, you start seeing it as a gift instead of a hindrance. And that's where I started 
reframing it and saying, wait a minute, I can work around a problem. Or spatial awareness, like I haven't really ever got lost in my life and I realized I could see the streets and know how to connect and get back to where I started. Uh, I uh, One story that always to try to brag about it the most was back-to-back uh, -back trips to Europe and Korea and I kind of wandered off let's be honest, I kind of, I just totally wandered off. And I was able to find my way back to the starting point in a foreign country, not knowing the language. And I used to brag about that just being some cool story. And then I read more about dyslexia and I was like, oh yeah, that was dyslexia. Um, if uh, that example started where I read about a, a small child who found his way through a maze when the parents were astonished of how he did it. I said, oh, I've done that. I got lost in a foreign country. <laughs> That's pretty cool. It's uh, kind of like if you're blind and you turn the lights out, then you got the advantage over everybody else. Yes, and I feel that the spatial awareness is the advantage. And uh, it, it, what's disheartening is if you go on different social media groups and people are a part of these dyslexic groups, there's people who ask the question, what is the biggest advantage or what are some advantages? And what hurts the most is seeing all the people say nothing. Uh, I don't even know if that's their own mindset, but what really excites me is seeing the people saying similar things than, that I've been saying today. And I've noticed a lot of other uh, outspoken dyslexics have the same similar traits of positive thinking when it comes to some of what society would see as a uh, disadvantage. And from your point of view, because I know, you know, different brains, we try to stay friends with everybody. And as you know, with social media now, it's getting harder and harder. For instance, if I introduce you as a serial entrepreneur <clears throat> who happens to have dyslexia versus someone with dyslexia who's a serial entrepreneur, depending which way I say that, 50% are going to like it and 50% are going to hate it either way. Um, and I find that it's, uh, it's, it's, a little tough to navigate, not impossible though, because people want to be nice, I think. I think they do, but uh, we're sure getting polarized about a lot of things, and um, not the least of which is uh, different neurodiversities. I'm glad you said that. People can get offended, and the reason I started telling people about my challenges growing up is because I wanted it to be inspiration for those who feel like they can't if they're struggling with it. If you don't know any, if you don't have that uh, dyslexia, fine. Um, I would love to see the day that people with dyslexia are looked at as the really advanced thinkers and we want a dyslexic in our business. And that was my motivation. Unfortunately, you can say that word and it brings me different meaning to everybody. Uh, if someone was picked on because of it through school, they don't like hearing it or talking about it. If someone was, you know, different. But you're right. If you said serial entrepreneur with dyslexia, someone might really get upset about that one. I'm seeing it as a positive, like despite of it, you can become anything you want. Um, how would our different brains audience find out more about you? I, uh, you go to my website, Will Talks Biz. I actually did it as Will Talks Biz because my last name's really hard to spell. Uh, I had always, that was great and school trying to spell my own last name. So I made it easier. Uh, that's my personal site. And then I just wrote the book, I Can't Read, 
a guide to success through failure and that's available on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. So you could find the book there and then know more about the, my struggle that can help you with yours. A guide to success through failure. I like it. I like it. And I, I got to tell you, trying to get people to be, to lose their fear of failure can be a tough sell. It really can. But, uh, I used a lot of boxing analogies because I had 26 pro heavyweight fights and I was always the underdog and I was older and I was, I boxed from age 38 up till 52 in the pros and I had been a Golden Gloves champ when I was 21, but I was always smaller as a heavyweight and older and stiff and, and everything. And it's like, if you ask me, I learned far more from my losses than I ever did from my wins. You know, and uh, that's how you learn. I, I guess because I'm, I'm in martial arts, if you get punched, you're not going to do that again. If you get punched by moving your body a certain way, you learn from every time there's a setback, right? And I think you would understand that. And I'd hope your audience would understand that is it's just it's how you it's like you, your analogy of if you get hit in the ring and how do you act after you get back up or what do you do when you're outside the ring? And I think the fear of failure holds a lot of people back from achieving, I guess, any of their dreams. And I wrote the book to inspire others to say it's okay. My biggest fear in school was to read publicly. I faked it. I made a lot of things up. I did a lot of work that I talk about in my book, but that fear was bigger than anything else. So failing at business was just, you know, it was okay. And I think I can say it proudly that I failed a few times in business, but it's because I learned and got back up and didn't, you know, didn't get kicked down to the ground and stay down. And I think anyone who understands sports would understand that if you give up after, before you even try, then it's, it's your choice. And can't hit a home run unless you swing the bat. Um, tell us the role as a tool that martial arts has played in your development? Uh, it was an, uh, an amazing role. It builds confidence. If I always, when I decided to do that, my father had passed away and I was trying new things with my life and I wanted to create a book. I created a bucket list and said, I'm doing stuff. Uh, tomorrow's not promised. And martial arts was something I always wanted to do. And I got into it. I didn't know I was going to get to the black belt level. I just was doing it, trying to lose weight. And as I was uh, over the years, it built confidence. And I, I realized when you know how to handle a situation, you're going to be more confident when you're and more diligent and more uh, observant when you're walking around. I mean, it built so much confidence though. I started wandering off in a foreign country. So I don't know if, how, if that was confidence or arrogance, but I was glad I was dyslexic to find my way back. Um, but with the confidence, that's where I'd say it helped. Um, it was never going to go into to say, who can I beat up? It was, how can I better myself and learn what to do and if a situation goes bad? Um, through that though, it was the hour drive to go to my Hapkido classes that I learned uh, about Audible and started just digesting. So not only I was training my body, I was training my brain at the same time and uh, curing boredom on the road. So it, it was a vital part of my whole life turnaround. How cool, how cool. 
You know, and that's also an example where you just described as uh, utilizing your time in the car without being distracting from your driving and safety to, uh, to read books by listening to them. And that's another example of efficiency in your life. Oh yeah, if you if you have any of your listeners getting on a plane, the most you have like 20 minutes of even waiting for the the board, you can be listening to a book. I was getting obsessed with it there for a while, listening to every possible moment I could. Uh, if now there's some people who say listening is not for them, but I think everyone should try listening to a book at least once so they can see how they digest it. But it's all the inefficient times in your day that you could be uh, training your brain to learn something different. Yeah, you know, and it's uh, sometimes when I talk to audiences and I say, look, if, if we all have different brains, so if someone's deaf and you're a teacher, what are you gonna holler at them for? And if someone's blind, why are you gonna write on the blackboard? And if, and if you're having trouble reading while you're trying to better your tools at reading, listen to an audio, but why not use tools and I'm glad you used that word that I don't hear uh, used that often, workarounds. I like that word because that trained your brain and wired your brain to the most valuable thing that companies look for today is people who can solve problems. You know, it's like, I can solve that problem. I can figure it out. It's just another problem. I, I think with workarounds, I've seen it as uh, when you're hitting an obstacle in business. And I think that's why the entrepreneur aspect is a great uh, word for someone who has dyslexia, who wants to find a workaround is I didn't want to get a traditional job. So I, or I had this fear of traditional jobs or how am I going to read? Or how am I going to do all this? So I found a workaround by creating my own job, creating my own companies and hiring people to do the task that I couldn't do. And that was the first workaround. But over time, I called them workarounds because if a challenge, I'm facing a challenge, I find a workaround or I find a solution. And I think everyone's brain does that. I mean, you would see that, right? When some there's damage to the brain, our brains are, are um, uh, amazing wiring that can find a way to solve any problem. Yes, if we ask the brain to work. And I think that's the key. I think sometimes we kind of quit, you know, and we just veg out and your brain doesn't rewire and you, you know, you're just stagnant. And I think uh, a person like you with your personality and your brain, that's just a given. You're going to figure it out. Your, your wires are always going to be working at something. And that's great. Is there anything we haven't touched on that you'd like to cover? Yes. Uh, one one thing I really want to think that's important to why I believe reading can unlock different parts of your brain, even if you're dyslexic brain or whatever brain, is when I was looking through, I, I loved history enough to really just pay attention to it. And I noticed the greatest leaders in history were all readers. And I believe that everyone should be reading despite any disadvantage they have. And there's so many workarounds with today's technologies that you can read. Um, listening to audiobooks is reading. And anyone who ever debated me on that, I said, uh, do you want to talk to my friend who's a blind, legally blind copy editor? She reads three books a week through audio. So yeah, well, that's my 
my my work around with that one but reading can unlock more and if a guy who identified like myself who identified or if you identify with not being able to read or i can't read you're right but find a way around it find a workaround and start reading because it changes something in your brain when you can unlock more and more books i'm a different person than i was five years ago i i, I completely changed and became a positive version of myself the version i wanted to be through a lot of reading um I want listeners to pick up a book and it, it, what really frustrates me the most is I struggled my whole life to become a reader and those who, who can read without a, a problem, never had a problem with reading, ha haven't picked up a book in a long time. I would hope people could pick up a book and just start reading to help understand the joy, the feelings that I feel, I want others to feel that, even if you have identified not being able to read. That's where I really want to leave any listeners. Pick up a book. Well, that's great advice. Great advice. You've inspired me to go home and read more now, too. Well, William Manzanares, thank you so much for being with us here on this episode of Exploring Different Brains. We hope you'll come back real soon. Thanks for having me. I'd love to. Looking forward to it. Exploring Different Brains is a production of Different Brains, Inc. For more information, visit us at differentbrains.org.